Hello and welcome back to my investigation of the 1662 Witch Trials of Aldern. This is the second episode of a ten-part series. I'm meeting with Janet Braidhead. The records of the witch trials claim that Janet was in a coven with Isabel Gaudi, who we met in the last episode. These two women are being imprisoned separately. Isabel is being held in Aldern, and Janet is being held in Inchoch Castle. I never know what to expect to see in these cells, but Inchoch is much more of a dungeon than Aldern Tolbooth. The cell is hard stone and sparse. There's no furniture nor any clear space to sleep. Because of the emptiness of this space, Janet's presence seems to fill the room tenfold, and her pain wraps round me like iron chains, a black hole sucking me in. The cell has many odours, the dreadful kind that come with the worst afflictions of disease. This place feels designed to be more a space to die in than a space to live. Yet, here Janet is. Recording three, two, one. It's the 21st of April, 1662. Greetings, Janet. She doesn't say anything and stares through me with tired eyes. I've got some buttered bread here for you. Um, if, if you feel able, I would really like to hear your story. I have repented for the sins I have committed. I'm not here to judge you, Janet. I'm interested in who you are. You wish to listen to me for the same reasons the investigators do? Because you suspect I committed witchcraft. Janet looks at me with absolute hopelessness. I'm not sure if there's anything I can say that might reassure her. And so the silence drags on. In all honesty, I'm indicting the ethics of interviewing Janet at all, wondering if this may only add to her hardship. I want Janet to have the chance to speak beyond the testimonies in the archives. For her to pass on words to the future that are true to her, which may have been false for her witchcraft trial. Janet, I've met with Isabel, Isabel Gaudi, briefly. I'm hopefully going to go back to her. Are there any messages you would like me to pass on? Janet stops, slowly chewing on her bread. She rips it into almost perfect halves and hands one back to me. You must give this to Isabel. She will be hungry too. 
I try to gesture it away, but she presses it into my hands. And there's a flicker in her eyes that compels me to take the bread. This, this is the only power she has in this moment. Perhaps in these days and weeks, Janet can give bread and solidarity with Isabel. And I'm not going to take that away from her or undermine it. Thank you, Janet. Isabel will enjoy this. Isabel and I, we are not a coven. We have made no pact with the devil. I want thee to be certain of this. I believe you, Janet. You should know there will be so many more centuries when people believe that these witch hunts are an awful injustice. For hundreds of years, people will believe in your innocence. In the future, people in Scotland will even campaign to pardon the folks accused of witchcraft. You think your pardon is going to unburn my flesh and piece together my ash and soul? Will your pardon be a wife to my husband and a mother to my bairns? Any mercy that comes a moment after my death was not sent for me. It was sent for the jury, jailer, for justice herself. I... I'm sorry, Janet. I know there's nothing that can make this right. I can't help you, but you can tell me your story if you want to. I went to the kirk every week and I live by the words of the sermon. I've worked hard all my days. That is what the Lord has asked of me and for this I give him my thanks. Every task I undertake, each chore, I say a prayer in my mouth or in my heart. A blessing for the bread, a blessing for the milk, a blessing for the fire, and a blessing for the angel watching over us. So your faith is important to you? My last hope is in prayer and salvation. I pray that my soul may be redeemed upon death. Did Isabel have faith as you do? Aye, she has the faith, but Isabel takes the sermons, the warnings against the corruptions of magics, and these mix in her head with the old stories of the people from long ago. Her words are neither God's words nor the devil's words. They are her own. What did folks think of that? All the bairns loved Isabel. She would tell these old stories in the long nights. Ever since she was very young, Isabel poured out tales, the legends, the ballads. Do you know any of the old stories of the land? I know an old prayer for the people of the coast. Will you... would you share it with me? As it was, as it is, as it shall be evermore. O sacred trinity of grace, with the ebb, with the flow, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, with the ebb, with the flow, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Janet. That was beautiful. 
My son is a fisher, yet they say I would steal the fish from the boats, as though I am a sea witch. I wish only blessings upon the boats, upon this place. The Commission have asked of curses, the worst kind of curses. They have asked many times now. They ask how I made potions and poisons in accordance with the devil to bring pain and terror on the lairds and their lands. I hear visible stories and their questions sometimes, but they don't ken the meanings. Can you explain more? They have asked if I have made a curse against the male children of the local lairds. A laird is a Scots name for the landowner of a large estate. All the cotters, farmers and their workers live on land owned by the large estate owners, the lairds. In these communities, the lairds are people who hold a lot of power. It's a rotten thing to ask and a rotten story. Everyone knows the methods of the devil, the ways of witchcraft. We are warned against them plenty. What are the ways of witchcraft? To damn the land to failure and famine, to curse the lairds to suffer. Is this a spell? The sheriff sees a curse where there is but a line of crows standing on a gate or a cavern of crows in a tree. And they say the crows cursed the lairds. I know the ritual, but it doesn't belong to me. I'm no crow. Janet, I can see that you aren't a crow. They say I'm in a coven of crows who curse the lairds, casting the old evils. What evils? Imagine cursing the bairns with an image of clay, roasting it in fire, sending the bad words up with the smoke. Or mixing the flesh of a dog and a sheep and hacking it small with an axe, seeping in a pot. Feeling its dead flesh with your hand as it passes over to the devil, watching the devil bring it together in the sheep's stomach. Kneel down, you feel the hair about your eyes and your hands lifted up to the devil. And keep your eyes steadfast, looking, praying, and saying words which the devil learned you thrice. The words that should kill and destroy the lairds of Park and Loch Loy and their male children. That their prosperity would fail. And then spread it in this combination of terror in the night time. Scatter it upon and down and above and about any place where the lairds and their son would most likely haunt. If any of them should touch or tramp on any of it, it will strike them with boils and kill them. You're not a coven, though. And you're not a crow. No, I have not a feather to my name. And yet do you believe the words of my blessings over the words of my curse? I don't think it matters, Janet. I don't think it matters even if you believe your prayer or your curse. I know you don't deserve this. (sighs) There's an old fisherfolk way of describing when a fishing boat returns without a catch. It's gone home with a carling. The carling's a sea witch again. She came here with the Vikings, a giant in the sea. 
she makes the storms. The gang home with a carlin means that the fishing boat has got no catch. Empty nets. Draw a line, no fish. Well, that's to draw in the carlin. They just have the old witch at the end of their line, the carlin. And do you know what's there? What's dangling at the end? Nothing. They say fishermen are superstitious. Yet do you know how to break the curse of a carlin? I don't know. By catching a fish. Just one, even a small one. That's a real curse rendered and broken. When you go from having nothing to having a fish. This whole trial, it will bring in the carlin. They shall see nothing. They shall say it's a witch. I'm really sorry. I need to go. But I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. Tell Isabel I hope she finds peace. As it was, as it is, as it shall be, with the ebb and the flow. Thank you for sharing this with me. I will pass over your blessings onto Isabel. Farewell, Janet. We'll both be coming home to the Carlin now. fallen into the opposite position I want to be in. I realised that in the interview with Janet, I ended up encouraging her to repeat much of her witchcraft confessions without any extra nuance. But I've taken her words about the curse of the carling to heart. This story is so intangible that I do feel as though I've hauled in an empty net and with it a curse. Perhaps the curse of the carling is in the emptiness of the history itself. <laughs> 